All right, man, we are live. I'm sorry. I was in here talking off air. Let me start over. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. We are live in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Florida, Mississippi. If you want to chime in today, the phone line, and something tells me y'all are going to want to chime in when you hear this topic, uh, the phone line, 601 Eight seven nine zero 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 two, the Guns of Gear text line. Reagan can's already fired up on it this morning. The Guns of Gear text line <laughs> six uh, seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. I've got Sean Yurkaran here in the studios with me, and uh, we stum- <laughs> we stum- good morning. We stumbled into one as the <laughs> intro was on there. I was like, we're I said, we're gonna we're gonna upset some people. We're gonna take this one to the air this morning, uh, and let's just jump in right there at it. Uh, Cause I got a bunch of stuff I want to hit today. That I, yeah, and I, you got some things too. And we're gonna we're gonna hit a bunch of stuff from Tucker to Bud Light to we're done somehow somehow another done this two two Wednesdays in a row. We're gonna start the show on immigration. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> uh, uh, so the mayor of Chicago has come out and said and, and told Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, please quit sending immigrants up here. Right. We're busting out at the scene. We can't take it no more. Yeah. And I say cheers to that because <laughs> these are the policies you support. You should have to to bankroll them. I mean, I think that's just fair, right? Well, yeah, I think what we're talking about, especially off air, is here's the way I kind of look at this in two parts. Yes, if you support these policies, should you take your fair share of immigrants? Absolutely, right? It's not fair that Texas or wherever has to take all the immigrants. Who I think it overwhelmingly be, don't support these policies. Yeah, or just, you know, it should be evenly distributed. I'm, I'm totally for Ill- that Ill- fairness. Let me, let me re- rephrase. The key thing here is illegal immigrants. Yeah, right. Illegal. Yeah, I think in terms of fairness, it's not fair for Texas to take the brunt of all that. I think that it should be evenly distributed amongst all the states. But also, that being said, you know, uh, the governor of Texas, Abbott, and then Ron DeSantis, they, they do this. They may be right in what they're saying, but they're pandering, and that's the problem I have. And especially Ron DeSantis, who's like the the king of pander. I mean, what's Ron he what's he now like hanging Disney or Mickey Mouse? I mean, that's basically like he's like after Mickey Mouse constantly, and this whole Disney thing is just blown up, and it's gotten to the point where even most people are like, "This is a little ridiculous, Ron." Yeah, I don't know, but they put their nose where it didn't belong. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that what you always talk about? Cancel culture. So now Ron's trying to cancel them with the government. Well, they were trying to they were trying to cancel Ron. Right, I mean, but I mean, so he's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to can't use the power of the government to cancel Disney. I don't know if governing. He's not canceling Disney. He doesn't want people to quit going to Disney. He's trying to take. Uh, he's canceling Disney's uh, right to self govern. Right, and he's like, didn't he wants he wants to put a prison next to Disney now? Isn't that one of the things he was talking about? I, I, I now, admittingly, I'm not that plugged in. But I, I, I've been watching it from 30,000 feet. Okay. No, I'm just saying it just seems like he's like, I don't like what you said. So here's these measures I'm going to take. Would he have done that if they had said something like he liked, like we're, we're the pro-life Disney corporation that's anti-gay or whatever? Well, that's a valid point. I um, mean, that, that, that's the problem point, I have with but, it. But the problem is that's not what they said. Right. They, they, they want porn in schools. Yeah, I mean, so they took a political position that Ron DeSantis did not like, so then he used the power of government to try to hurt them in some way. We'd agree with that, right? Sure, but the deal is, why do you want porn in schools? I mean, I'm not even arguing with the validity of what they want or if their position is right. I'm just saying, should the government use their power to silence you if you take a position that, that they don't like? I mean, what if it was the flip side and it was the Democratic governor and he was doing that because Disney was promoting conservative values? And I would have a problem with that just like I do with this. Sure. And, and I completely get that. But it should be – hell, it is illegal to have 
for children to look at porn. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's like, yeah, kids should look uh, at porn. I don't, I don't think know, anybody I thinks mean, that. It's not illegal for now to pray. Right. Or, or to have Christian values. Sure. I mean, it's not, yeah. but it's it's positions that – but I don't think it was just the porn. Wasn't it they were pro-gay? And I think that was one of the main one of the no, things. I'd have to look they, that up. They, again, they but. took that whole. They called it. It was the we don't want. Don't say teacher, gay. Teacher, yeah that that was a lie. That okay. was a, that was a media spin. It was a it was a law to prohibit teachers from talking about sex with children before like ninth or tenth grade or eleventh grade or something. like right, that. Right, right. Like I remember that part. Uh, sex of no kind. Okay. Yeah. Gay, straight, other, and but but of course Democrats seem hell bent on or far left Democrats yeah. seem hell bent. On sexualizing children as early as possible. Yeah, and I think so you and I agree on that. that automatically goes to don't say gay, right? Well, right. Don't say straight sex either. Yeah, and, and again, like I'm not like I said before, I'm not taking the position that Disney's position was correct either, and I don't really care what their position was. I just have a problem when you try to use the power of government to silence stuff that you don't like, and I think that's what Ron DeSantis is doing. It's like you and I were talking about this the other day. You know, it's like it's we just gotta quit sexualizing kids so early. They got the yep. rest. Here's what I was gonna say: they've got the rest of their lives. Like we were talking about the, right, ban- the book night, banning yeah. stuff, and mm-hmm. I was talking about my friend Lindsay and that whole Madison County moms doing their fighting and yeah. all that. Whether you think it's an overstep of censoring and all this, that, and the other. Or we talked about the Utah, and we can get about this. Thing. Yeah, sure. The, the Utah, the Pornhub porn thing, stuff, right? Yeah, and the the, the idea and stuff. And I'm just like, man, look, I'm pretty socially liberal on a lot of stuff, especially mm-hmm. uh, sexual, uh, sexual, best way to say it, um, sexual freedom. Right. You know, especially for anybody 18 and over. I, I don't care. I don't care how many strip clubs there are. I don't have to go to them. Yeah. You don't have to go to them. I don't care how many liquor stores there are. Don't go to it if you don't like it. None of that stuff bothers me. Mm-hmm. What I care about is I, I think we have the rest of our lives. I can't repeat exactly what I said on the radio. Yeah, no. You want to read it? <laughs> kids have the kids have the rest of their lives to do whatever they want to in front of a in front of a computer once they turn eighteen. Sure, and I don't think we should be expediting that process at all. Right, it, but then, you know, so that's just no. And I think I, I, yeah, I, I don't think we disagree on that. On what right. uh, the, I mean, nobody wants to. Or at least I hope. I'm sure there are people that don't care, but want to sexualize kids that sounds ridiculous to me but i think there's also a fine line about what do we do that then infringes on the rights of adults right like what we're talking about the utah case you and i were texting back and forth about yeah because now adults have to show their id yeah you got to upload your government id to a porn site fellas and uh i don't know how much i don't know how much people are going to want to do that yeah, I, you know, I hear China. I hear China allegedly yeah. made some good fake IDs. I mean, you remember when that Ashley Madison leak came out, and there yeah. was like this list of people, and everybody like, oh, well, that's Bob from down the street, you know? You know, it was, that was funny. There was three <laughs> three guys that I worked with at the Toyota store here locally got hung up on that deal. Oh, there was several people I knew from the legal community that were on that. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. For and look, I, keep in mind, I was I never got married till. Like three years, three and a half years ago, something like that. So I, this was well in the past. I was well no longer working there. I was never on Ashley Madison, but there was this nut job I worked with there that I had to fire. Mm-hmm. And this guy still to this. This is eight years ago. This guy still sends me nasty messages. Finds me, starts new accounts to send me nasty messages for firing him. He's got my name and another guy's name confused. He still every time he cusses me out. Tells me that I was on Ashley Madison. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you have my name and another guy's name that starts with C. I'm not going to say it on the radio. He goes, he's a nut job too. And does the same kind of stalker stuff. But 
y'all, you have my name confused with this guy. I was not on Ashley Madison. I was not. I was not married. Well, a lot of the guys I saw that I knew were, were not married. They were just on the site, you know, looking yeah. for women. I have Facebook. I don't need Ashley Madison. Yeah, I mean, yeah you can, right. You're gonna do all that on Facebook, like yeah. most people do, like I, normal people. I think it was like also like 95 percent guys and like. Two percent real women, and the rest were like everything was like bots. bots. Yeah. yeah, it was ended up being a, all these guys got <laughs> yeah. in trouble, got in trouble for uh, having affairs with bots. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, so let, let, let's bounce back to the immigration thing because mm. uh, we could do the we can do that other conversation. Ashley Madison could be a topic for a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so the, the mayor of Chicago says. Please quit sending these mm-hmm. immigrants here. We're busting out at the scenes. We don't have the infrastructure in place. Sure. Well, change the way you vote then. Mm-hmm. Change what you support. There's a simple solution for this. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, you know, we were just saying, Clay, I think I agree with you on terms of it's not fair for certain states that are border states to take the brunt of that, right? right. I mean, it, in my mind, the, the, the federal government, if they're going to come here legally or whatever they do once they're here, then they should evenly distribute that. Um, that shouldn't be just Texas's problem or those kinds of things. My only issue is with, with pandering. Now, I think if, if you're Ron DeSantis, if you're Greg Abbott, you could go to the federal government, have some come up with some sort of plan to do this properly instead of just going all cowboy about it well, to make a political statement, which is what they were doing. I think it should be equally distributed amongst blue states that support it. Well, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I think like, it's just it's a burden to the country once we figure out what the federal government's policy is. But I do agree that it shouldn't just be the border states that have to take the brunt of that. I don't know. No, I, it, just because they're the just because they had the misfortune of being at the border, I don't think they should have to take the brunt of any of it if it's not their policy. I mean, what happened to states' rights? Well, I mean, hey, you got it. You got uh, the Dobbs decision. States' rights is all is back in effect, and, and, and I and I fully support that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, mean, there yeah. is the Supreme Court is 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 helping you out there. I kind of I kind of chuckle when people say that, that we banned abortion. Well, just in states that don't support it, you can move to a state that supports it. Yeah, I think a lot. You're, I think there's a lot of the public that doesn't understand that that once Roe was overturned, that it just banned abortion nationwide. Obviously, it did not. It depends on the state. Now, I do think though, it was kind of. And if you want to go into this one, I think it, it now that was the big ticket item for conservatives, right? That galvanized their base, that raised them a lot of money, did all this kind. Now they're like, wait a second, we caught the car. Like, what do we do? Like, uh, and I think that's a big problem. Like, and you saw that with the midterms, right? I mean, Joe Biden was unpopular president. Inflation was raging, and the Democrats kept the Senate. I think they gained a seat, and they barely lost the House. Well, why was that? Well, if you look at the polls, the Dobbs decision was a big factor in that, right? So now you got the Republicans who caught the car on it this. Also, it also fired up Democrats. Big time, big time. That was the issue that was going to do that. I have this theory that it probably made people mad on this, but I've always said for years that I felt like the power base in the Republican Party didn't want Roe overturned because it created too much of a galvanization of their base, and raising money for them, and that was a good, we're fighting row. Now that's gone, so now they're going after the abortion pill or whatever else you're going to do. And I think the Democrats on the flip side secretly were like, eh, we're okay if Roe gets overturned because that's going to galvanize our base, yep. and that's going to make us fight. And you saw that last fall, that play out perfectly. Now, if Joe Biden was just a little bit more popular or if inflation wasn't quite as bad, the Republicans wouldn't have taken the House, and they barely, and they barely did so under those conditions. Uh, no, I, we, we agree on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you take all voting questions, you know, I still think there's some, some irregularities with voting. You take all that off the table for the sake of conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree. I think that it ended up having an inverse effect at the polls. Yeah. Because now what do you fight for? You made a great point. It's, it's like the 
uh, Wiley Coyote, or yeah, the Coyote finally caught the Roadrunner. Right. And you've seen that episode of South Park? Uh, I think so. I think I know which one you're or talking it, about. Or is it Family Guy? It's maybe it's Family Guy. Where at the end of it, the the Coyote is working at a diner, and he goes up to the people, and he's like. Do you have about 45 minutes for me to tell you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> right. You know, he's like, what do I do with my life? He becomes yeah. a, he becomes a uh, what are they, Mormon? Mormon, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, man, let, let's take a break real quick. Phone line's wide open, 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back in the com studios with Sean Yurtkron on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the ClayEdwardsShow.com studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, I mention Lakeland Glass and Tent a lot here on the show because, well, they're one of our, not one of our, they are our one day one sponsor that has uh, been around since the beginning of this whole experiment. And I do appreciate Jason Anderson and the crew over there for their support. But more so than that, they have got a special going on. They just won Expel's Dealer of the Year. And Expel is the tent and the wraps that they use. They are the dealer of the year in the entire country. Right here in central Mississippi, in Flowood, Mississippi, Lakeland, Glass and Tent. And look, they got a sale that started yesterday on all tents and coatings. Just tell them that you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. Prices too low to even... Mention on the radio. They can't even advertise these prices. They're so low. You're going to have to call them. 601-946-1000. 601-946-1000. Lakeland, glass and tent where quality matters. You need your home, car, business windows tinted, your vehicle wrapped, uh, the inside of your business wrapped with your big logo on the wall, a big mural, or whatever else you want. They can do it all at Lakeland, glass and tent. And they also do ceramic coatings on vehicles now. So check them out. LakelandGlassIntent.com. All right, Sean, let's yep. circle back to our conversation. What – how do I say this? What are Republicans going to run on? You know, I think that – I think that the, now that the abortion dragon has been slayed. Sure. Immigration's next. Mm-hmm. Do you think secretly that Republicans hire up leadership? Right, right. Not sure. You, they all having this this immigration boogeyman now. Well, it's real. Right, I mean, there's yeah. a real problem down there. But if they if they plug the border, okay. Well, we fix that. We've done away with abortion. I mean, it's like then almost they're almost going to have to have a fight over your guns to have something real, yeah. so, something culture war to, to run on. Because otherwise, then because I've been saying this since I started the show, I would love to know. What these Republicans are actually going to do. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't vote Democrats. So I don't care what a Democrat's going to do. Right. So when I say, I would love to know what these Republicans are going to run on. What is your actual platform outside of God, guns, abortion, and, and country? Exactly. I think, you know, you see that if you even watch Republican political ads, it's always some guy and his, his shotgun and he's out shooting, you know, something and he's like, gun, truck, you know, I love Jesus 27% more than my opponent. I mean, after that, like, what do you, I mean, after those things, like, what, what are you running on? It just seems like they're always, it's always something like, I've got a gun, I've got a truck, I love Jesus, and uh, I'm against abortion. And, and that's a, kind of the, they're the a, thing. Wear a plaid shirt tucked into my jeans with a belt. Yeah, it's like Ted Cruz out there with his shotgun, you know. Like, yeah, it's just it's pan- you know that to me that's that's pandering and it's stereotyping and it's and it makes me want to puke. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? 
Now, I get it when they're constantly out there saying they're going to take your guns. Well, you got to, you're not going to take my guns. But I'm just going to suspend disbelief, suspend reality for a minute and say, okay, let's just pretend you're not getting the guns. Let's pretend that the, the border gets fixed. What are you going to run on? I mean, what are, here's what really affects my day-to-day life. How much money comes out of my check to pay for people that don't want to work? Mm-hmm. That is what I don't like. How much money comes out of my check to send to ridiculous wars in Ukraine? How much money comes out of my check to pay for wars anywhere else that I don't support? You, you know, I, I want less money taken out of my damn check. You know, I, damn the IRS, damn the state tax commission. I'm tired of all of it. And the older I get, the more angry I get about it. I want to know what you're going to do about that. I want to know what you're going to do about roads and bridges in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, infrastructure around the country. You know, stuff like that. I, I, I'm fed up with, uh, how about we go take some laws off the books? How about we eliminate some red tape? Make it easier for people to do business. I, if I vote, if I'm voting for a conservative, I just automatically assume you're going to fight for pro-life. You're going to fight for my gun rights. You're going to fight for legal immigration versus illegal immigration. And you're going to fight to keep God in things. Mm-hmm. Those should be a given. What are, you, what, what are you doing other than that? Yeah, I saw Rand Paul give a f- speech several years ago, and I thought was really good. And, what, and I'm sure many people heard it. He said, uh, you know, we all think that when Republicans get in power, they're going to cut spending and they're going to be fiscally conservative like they say they are. And then, you know, they take the power from Democrats. So that's what they're going to do. He's like, that's not what happens. He's like, when Republicans get in power, they spend the money on what they want to spend the money on. When the Democrats get in power, they spend the money on what they want to spend the money on. And it just, it, it's a never ending cycle. It's no one's actually cutting spending or doing anything like that. They're just spending the money on what their agenda are, is. And then that just can, can you, continues and continues. Nobody's really cutting anything. No, it's, and it's aggravating. And the, and the more you do, uh, or the more I do this show, the more I realize that that's exactly the way it is. And it's just, I don't know if disheartening is the word. It's mm-hmm. nauseating. Right. You know, it's like, I don't really like any of y'all. That's why I don't interview politicians anymore. Unless <laughs> you can get Kenny Stokes on here, right? Yeah. You do that for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, and if I got something in particular I want to talk to somebody about, mm-hmm. like uh, my buddy Fred Shanks, he's my state rep, and, and he's got a good friend of mine out there in Brandon. If I want to talk about something going on in Brandon, you know, I'll talk to Shanks, or if there's a house bill going on or something like that, I'll, I'll talk to Shanks, or Stephen Atroska knows about a lot of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on on there. I'll get his opinion on it. But generally speaking, like, if we're coming up on the uh, statewide elections, yeah. I have no interest in interviewing any of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not, they got to pay to play, and I don't, I don't even want their money. <laughs> I just, I don't want to sit here and have to give you an hour of my show to talk about what you're not going to do. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I, on either side, I, I'm just, I don't know, maybe you should get, invite Tate on and talk about the lockdowns and all the things that you're. You're mad about, you know? I, so I did a public speech yesterday, and I brought that up. Oh, did you really? Okay. Where was it? I saw it on Facebook. Where was it at? Table 100. Oh, nice. For the nice. Flowood Rotary Club. And I don't know. If I had to score myself, I'd say I did a 6 out of 10 for my first one. Mm-hmm. And I bounced around a little bit. You know, I think I crash landed at the ending. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, well, we're done. Thanks. Enjoy we're- your meal. But I brought it up. I said, you know, during COVID, I said, I don't know what y'all's thoughts and opinions are on it. I really don't care, honestly. I was like, but. One thing I'll never forgive these politicians for is these lockdowns, essential versus unessential employees, and what they did to salon workers, restaurant workers, uh, musicians, bar owners, bars, bartenders, all that stuff, service industry folks. Mm-hmm. As like to tell them, hey, you can't work because of this imaginary boogeyman that, you know, I mean, think back to COVID, how ridiculous some of that nonsense was. Bro, people. 
thought they could get COVID off their packages. Right, yeah, that's right. And magazines and crap like mm-hmm. that. People were out there Lysoling mm-hmm. mail. And then it came out that you couldn't get it from surfaces. Is that right? Yeah. I think that's right. And after when, at first, that was, the, that was exactly the only way you, you, you could mm-hmm. get it from surfaces. We watched all this propaganda video coming out of China of them running down the streets in Tiananmen Square or wherever with these huge oversized pest control vehicles spraying mm-hmm. this stuff. I'm like, bro, I remember seeing that. And even myself was like, bro. Something ain't whatever this COVID thing is, is worse than they're they're telling us. Yeah, but then you and they were showing videos of people just dropping dead in the streets in China. So by the time that first case hit hit Washington State, the fear had been ratcheted up mm-hmm. as high as it could get. So I think everybody was on board for all right. You know what? Two weeks. Let's let's get sure. a, let's get a grip on this thing. Let's flatten the curve. Enough. I never hear that again. It'll be too soon. <laughs> uh, two weeks to flatten the curve turned into two years. To PTSD, to right? Take away now. all our freedoms. Yeah. But so by the time it got here, man, people were scared. I get it. There was that cruise ship out there that people were just dropping dead on. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and you remember it, when the hospital ship pulled up to New York City? That was kind of just a yeah. frightening scene. I remember watching yeah, that on the it, news. Yeah, it, it was. It was. I didn't. I didn't feel very America mm-hmm. at all seeing that happen. Yeah. And. And of course, that idiot governor there just sent everybody to the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he had his other problems. There, of course, later yeah. on. Yeah, so. what an idiot. Um, so I get a lot of. It. I got the first two weeks, but once we saw, and that's the reason this show exists. Is how I started a podcast doing mm-hmm. Facebook lives. Is once we saw that none of, that people weren't dropping dead in the streets, mm-hmm. that people weren't getting the cooties from their mail or magazines or packages or anything else. And we still continue to play along with this COVID lie. And I became very, very disheartened. I, I, I've thought about it, and I'm just going to say this publicly now. I will vote for the damn Democrat before I vote for Tate Reeves. I like what Tate did in Jackson. I, 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 can, I can like something you do and not like you simultaneously. But in, in my heart of hearts, just like I feel about cancel culture, I cannot – support Tate Reeves after what he did to Mississippians during COVID. I just can't do it. You know, you and I have discussed this a lot, and and I think, um, and I kind of think I told you privately, you know, this is kind of when COVID was kind of where my political opinions started. You know, I used to think all the Republicans were bad, and now I think everybody's bad. It's kind of where I'm at now these days. And uh, the... um, Because this this red state was pretty dang locked down. They like to pretend that we had more freedoms. Well, yeah, maybe than some of the complete far-left nutjob states. But when we kept it locked down here a while. Think, think back to this. There was a time where I could go into a bar or a restaurant with a bar. I, I could order a drink sitting down, but I couldn't standing up mm-hmm. because somehow COVID. Or I had to wear my face mask to my booth, but not through the walkway. Or you could go to Costco, but not Ace Hardware or something. Remember, there was like weird yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, you had. could go to these big hardware stores, but you couldn't go to the locally owned one. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I Walmart. Think, Let's not forget Walmart. Yeah, I, forget. I think my biggest problem with, of course, I've always told you this before. I've been a government guy. I was in the Marines. Or, uh, I was a prosecutor for 10 years. And they said, hey, look, wear a mask. Don't you know go indoors or whatever it was. And I thought, okay. Well, they. my problem is they didn't, they didn't, know, they didn't know the science at that point, right? But they said, we know. And this is what we know. Trust and you, the tr- Trust, yeah, tr- this is what we know. And then, of course, as time went on, we saw, well, that's not true, and this is not true. And, you know, this, hey, this might have actually happened in China. There's all these things that they said definitively we knew, and that's what bothers me. Instead of saying, hey, look, this is new, and we don't know. Maybe you should wear a mask. It could help, but we're not sure. I think they could have been a little more honest with the public that they didn't know, and they weren't. And now that's eroded public trust 
in, in science and the government because they put things that they didn't know as facts. Like, this is a fact. You have to do this. This will prevent this. And, it, and they didn't know. And that's, that's my issue with the whole situation where they just pushed things on us that and told us it was true. And I, like, I'm a government guy. I said, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll wear the mask. I won't go indoors. That's what you're telling me to do. You know the science. I don't. I'm, I'll do what you say. And then it came out, oh, well, we didn't really know. Yeah. Well, I mean, couldn't you? If you didn't know, you you knew that on the front end. Then you knew you didn't know. You knew you didn't know. So just say that, and that's fine. But like, okay, well, look, I, and I probably would have still worn the mask anyway, or just not gone indoors and said, okay, well, let me try this for a while, and then we found out that didn't work. But I don't, I just don't appreciate being misled. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you where it really turned for me, and we'll have to take a break. But where it really turned for me was when there was a right to work rally downtown. Mm-hmm. People that just wanted to be able to go back to work. And that got painted as a racist, white supremacist rally because it was a lot of, at the end of the day, it was a lot of white people that went down there that wanted to go back to work, mm-hmm. who needed to make money. You know, why black folks chose not to participate in that, I, I don't know. I can't speak for them. But then, and, 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 our, and Dr. Dobbs, screw him too. Dr. Dobbs, he's going to hell, in my opinion. But for all the people that he, his protocols killed in those hospitals, but they came out and said that it was dangerous. It was a super spreader. It was all these damn lies about that right to work rally. Meanwhile, a couple of weeks later, a month later, whatever it was, the damn Black Lives Matter rally came, comes marching through, and all those white coats at UMMC go out there in the grassy knoll and take a knee with a fist in the air, and they say, <clears throat> COVID, uh, some things are just bigger than COVID. I'm glad you brought this point up, Clay, because actually— And that's when I that- wanted to beat them— to death. Do you remember I, the I, letter? I've never been so angry at the medical establishment. Do you remember that letter that the medical community wrote that said that social justice rallies are basically, I'm paraphrasing, were, were, are just as important as you know mitigating the virus? So they didn't recommend against rallying for that. At that point, look, I'm always all like, I'm full disclosure, I'm full pro BLM, all those sure. kinds of social justice things. I think it's great, but at what the time you're telling people to stay home, and then you're like, okay, well these. Uh, you know, people can't go have a party at the Ozarks, but you can go march in a social justice rally. Yeah. Well, that's just being inconsistent to the public. You're, to, you're picking groups. Again, that back to my DeSantis argument. You're picking things you like and saying that's okay, and things you don't like, you're saying that's not okay. And I just think we need to get away from that, and that's what we do. And both sides are doing it. They're saying, oh, I don't like that message, so you, know, you can't do that. Well, I don't like that. So they didn't like that people were wanting to go back to work, but they were cool with the social justice rally, and then they tried to reconcile that with, well, here the scientists are saying that this is fine if it's, if it's a political message that we agree that with. we agree with and yeah. i just like um i mean at that point you lose all credibility it was right about that point that i for, for the longest time the save jackson page was anonymous because mm-hmm. i just thought i could accomplish more people didn't know who it was it was at that point that i said to hell with it i turned the camera on me for the first time right and i was like this ain't right mm-hmm. what's going on here uh, let's take a break real quick. Uh, we got a bunch of texts. I would love to hear y'all's opinions on this. Phone line's wide open, 601-879-0002. Don't be shy. We'll be right back. Rules when necessary. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by, hold on one second, caller, stay on hold. Uh, this, ep- <laughs> this episode, this segment is going to be brought to you by Battlefield Drag Strip. Hey, guys, get out there to Battlefield Drag Strip. It's only 90 minutes from Jackson. Uh, you get on I-20, you head east to Chunky, get off and roll up to Collinsville, Mississippi. 
Weather permitting, they've had some bad luck with the with the rain on weekends up there. But weather permitting, they're going to be rocking and rolling this Friday and Saturday at Battlefield Drag Strip. Take your kids, man. Go have a nice family day of hot rods, race cars. I guess that's the same thing. I got the Facebook page pulled up here. Let's see what their next big event is. Well, they haven't posted in a few days. But <clears throat> like I said, man, they've, catch, they've caught hell with the uh, rain. But Friday nights, they have their Friday night drags. It's run what you brung, test and tune. Gates open at 6. Track gets hot at 7. $10 for spectators. Kids 12 and under getting free. $40 to race. You can't beat that, man. Can't beat that. Saturdays, they always have some kind of big grudge race, bracket race kind of stuff going on. Just check them out. Follow them online. Go to Facebook at The Battlefield Drag Strip. All right. We've got some text here. Mm. And, uh, Can people, we have a caller? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he hung up. Oh, yeah, okay. Call, like, call, call back, man. I just can't stop what I'm doing in the mid-sentence, though. It says, uh, caller's here, said, or texter, unknown texter. So, Clay, can't forgive Tate. But talks about serving a God that has forgiven him seventy times seven. Think about how hypocritical that sounds. No, I, I don't. I'm not God. Right. I don't have to forgive. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what God does. Yeah, I mean, there's only one perfect person. It's not either one of us. Yeah, right? it, it, <laughs> you know? and it ain't Tate Reeves. Right. Yeah. You know. Sorry. You know. <laughs> All right. Here's somebody else. All right. Uh, as much as I despise politicians, Tate Reeves was leading was leading sheep. But it's not the sheep's fault for being sheep. It's definitely the shepherd's fault for leading the sheep off a cliff. You preach personal accountability all the time on your show, but nope, it's Tate Reed's fault for being an idiot and a politician. No, it's the people's fault for listening to the ramblings of an idiot as gospel. I, a lot of people weren't listening, though. Mm-hmm. He, and he refused to change the I mean, at the end of the day, you're a business owner. And I kept telling people this throughout the whole thing. Uh, this is before I had quite the platform that I do. Just open your damn business. Mm-hmm. They can't shut you all down. People just go and open your business. They Again, they can't shut you all down. They can't stop everybody. Right. And, and people wouldn't do it. And I understood why. You know, because you didn't want to be the one that they do go mess with and rip your liquor license or food permit or business license or whatever. But I, I, I encourage the sheep to not be sheep. I can assure you that was the way that conversation went. But at the end of the day, when the guy who wields the stick, the power of government, won't listen to, to anybody, well, it's time that we—it's time he listens to us at the polls. Mm-hmm. If we got to have a Democrat run this thing for four years, then maybe we just got to have a Democrat run this thing for four years. I, I don't know, but this 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 Republican power structure that really ain't Republican running the state like they do. And and damn our rights, it's got to stop. Well, I think you know that. I think we've we've discussed it before. I know Utraska's been here. We've talked about it. Where now this state, I kind of like watch on the sidelines because all you, all Republicans fight each other, right? Who's like who's the most conservative, or who's this, or whatever it is, whatever they're saying. So I mean, I think that's the problem when you have one party rule in any state, any national government. It's because then it's like, well, we we own everything anyway, so we can do whatever we want to do. Because I mean, you guys ain't going to vote for the Democrats, so we're going to do, we're going to fight it out amongst ourselves and then just do whatever we want. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Let's take a call real quick. Derek, you're on there, brother. Hey, brother. Um, to, to dovetail and go along with your point, to let me back on what you just said, um, with the COVID mandates and things like that, it was a mandate. It wasn't a law. They couldn't force you to close your business. No more than they can force a truck driver out the road because... That's that's in the laws that you cannot inter- interrupt the flow of interstate commerce. So I don't know how California keeps getting away with it with those those um, emissions requirements. You know, and that's why the um, Supreme Court ruled against the EPA with the um, 
the electrical power plants. It's just a matter of time before they do the same thing with the trucks. Because when you think about their EPA mandates, it's double jeopardy because that vehicle, for its time period, met the standards. So you can't go back and add another set of standards and charge for the same violation twice. Yeah, well, I mean, to, the, to your point about the mandates versus laws, uh, uh, that was another thing that we covered at nauseum. But yeah, th- they did treat those mandates like laws from a governing standpoint, and they were going in and shutting people's businesses down that tried to open. I mean, it, it, it legally, illegally, or whatever, that's what they were doing, and they got to be held accountable for. It. Yeah, I remember. But, Jake, uh, sorry, that's why I was glad some of the churches stood up to these guys too. Me too. You know. Yeah, like that, like that pastor up there was in Greenwood or Greenville. Yes. Yeah, I remember he stood against that 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 mayor. You know, was trying to have him arrested for opening up his church or whatever. Yeah, is that yeah. the one they ended? Up, is that the church they ended up somebody burned down to? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, that was that was actually a person of color that done it. Yeah, I think. But yeah, well, taking taking all taking race and stuff out of it, but that, that one of those churches that stood up got burned down too while they while the people were out of town. I kind of yeah. questioned all that, but neither here nor there. I remember that happening. Yeah, but um, my main point I wanted to go over real quick, Clay, just to just to shift gears just a little bit. That's just like what I heard on the news today. Um, J- JPS is closing down two more schools. Every parent in the sound of my voice in Jackson needs to go down to that, that school board office in outrage because why did we just give y'all a bond and you're still closing schools? What the H-E double hockey sticks are y'all doing with that money? Yeah, I think we just go. voted on that in 2017, if I'm, I think that's right, 2017, 2018. They need to go down to that office, angry in droves, open records requests. We want to see the budget, because guess what? That is your God-given right. And nobody has an explanation as to why they're closing the schools down when the money that you just basically wrestled out of the pockets of the citizens of Jackson should have been more than enough to fix all those issues. Yep, I'm I'm looking at it now. Sorry, I was listening to you and and, and pulling that story up. I had not seen it yet. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Claire, I'm gonna hang up and hear, hear your commentary on that. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sean. Yeah. You're you're a tax paying Jackson citizen. I'm gonna pass the buck to you. Yeah, I haven't really read a whole lot. I've seen it on the news, but I will say when he this Derek right yep. talked about the bond issue a few years ago. You know, of course, I'm you know favorite public schools. That was the first time I remember voting against the bond issue. And the reason I did it, it doesn't sound like a very you know, democratic position to take, but the reason I did it and explained it is because the money's not going to the kids. You know, it's going to administration. Mm-hmm. And, and they keep up upping our property taxes for this, and the results are the same, which are poor. And I think everybody sees that in Jackson. And until they figure out how to run JPS correctly and where they're actually putting the money towards the students, I, I wasn't going to vote to up my property taxes for that. Well, you and I were talking, and we'll leave this person's name out of it, but you and I were talking to somebody who does some work inside like JPS headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was telling us, and like in some of these JPS schools and the administrative offices and stuff, mm-hmm. how they, they have $5,000 couches, yeah, 75-inch TVs, all these extravagant, nice, nice office furniture yeah. and furnishings and whatnot. There should be no reason for that. Right. They should have to sit at the same damn desk a teacher does. Yeah, it's so top-heavy at, at, at JPS. And, I mean, I think, yeah. and the, obviously, the results speak for themselves. What we're seeing is why nobody wants to live in Jackson other than the crime. I think if the schools were good, people would actually put up with a lot of the crime problems. Absolutely. I mean, you, you got to have something. You know, there's an old saying about, about women. Hey, I guess you say about men, too. Hmm. I'm just a guy, so I say it about women. <laughs> you can't be ugly and rude. Mm-hmm. You pick your struggle. Right. You know, you can be ugly and have a great personality. Right. Or you can be rude and be hot. Mm-hmm. You can't be ugly 
and rude. And Jackson is offering, again, like that, like you're saying, they're offering nothing. There's you know, crime problem, bad schools, the roads are bad, the water doesn't work, and yep. the trash wasn't picked up for a month. I mean, so it's it's continuous. But I think if they had one thing fixed, the schools, I think, are actually the most fundamental to this because yeah, that absolutely. ruins your middle class. And it, because now everybody I know that I don't have kids, but all my friends that do that live in Bellhaven, every one of their kids goes to uh, private school, which is super expensive. And, you know, and, 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 and I'm not an educator, but it feels like the easiest, like the one thing you can kind of control. I, I get say if you say you can't control crime, you can't predict crime, but right. you, know, you can have a lot of law enforcement, neither here nor there. Schools feel like the thing. I, I'm great like, with you on like that. Like yeah. the, low, the low hanging fruit that, you know, we could, we could. Get some get some good teachers, get some good administrators. Maybe there's great teachers. I, I don't know. Sure. But it, it, it feels like that's the thing that if we just put our heads on our butts, we could fix the quickest. Oh, well, yeah. We would remake the entire city if the public school system was good. Yeah. It would, it would, it would totally do that. People could move back. I mean, because you can't. I mean, if you're making like $50,000 a year, how are you going to live in northeast Jackson and send your kid to private? You can't do that. Mm-mm. No, you got to move out to Rankin County or Madison County. And, of course, because great public schools. And that's why people primarily live there. But I mean, you can't you can't afford to. And this is not just white folks. Black and white folks both send their kids to private school that live in Jackson yeah, because yeah, everybody yeah. recognizes that the that the public school system is Bro, a problem. Ton, ton of folks, black and white. I want to make sure I clear this, clear that, clear mesh that out, flesh that out, as they say, are using grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles' addresses in Rankin in Madison County sure. to send their kids from Jackson. And you can't blame them. I mean, absolutely you just cannot not. blame them. I know a bunch of people that do it that I could snitch on, but I would never do that mm-hmm. because I get it. Totally get it. I totally get it. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for hour one. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. We're going to hit a bunch of stuff in hour two. We kind of went down a rabbit hole in hour one, but I've really enjoyed it. It's we'll be right hour, back man. on a 103.9 WYAV. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. we got about a minute and a half here before our top of the hour break. You know, what ends up happening is these are supposed to be nine and a half minute segments. Right. Four nine and a half minute segments. Well, I get fired up and we just kind of run over and mm. we end up having to... Uh, borrow from the last segment, <laughs> okay. and uh, that's what we've done today. But uh, we got a text in from our friend Kingfish talking about uh, Jackson Public Schools. Says that uh, a decade ago they had thirty thousand students. Now they have twenty thousand. So ten thousand. They've lost a third of the heads. I guess we'd have to look at also. I'm sure Kingfish has done that. The uh, population decline from 2010 to to now. Yeah. I wonder if that was it equates to similar numbers. You know, I'm curious, is there really a population decline, or is there just a people figuring out a way to send their kids out of the city decline? Yeah, I'm sure, right, like we said, there's a lot of that going on, too. And uh, But, I mean, I think a lot of – but there is. Jackson's lost population, population, too. Population replacement. Right. I don't mean the Tucker theory, you know. But right. I just like – or people – like let's just say this. Like, do, do blacks from other part of the state yearn to move to Jackson because it's just urban place they want to be? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I say you live. Well, in I mean, Cosmo. it's the only metropolitan area in the entire state. So, I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people probably want to come to Jackson and or at least the metro area and live here because, I mean, where else are you going to? I mean, you'll move the coast or South Haven. Yeah, pretty much. Interesting. All right, we'll be back on the other side of this, and we're going to get into some more stuff. We kind of went down a rabbit hole this morning. None of this stuff was actually on our notes to talk about. No, not one thing. Sometimes it just goes <laughs> that way. So we'll be right back. Enjoy the top of the hour news, as I know you all will on one hundred three nine WYB. All right, welcome back in. It is hour two of the Clay Edwards Show live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends out at A1 Gear and Auto. Rode by there yesterday. I didn't stop. Rode by. Saw it on the side of the road there. Um, it was out in Florence. Went to go see my grandmother. Uh, look, A1 Gear and Auto. They cover it all, man. Anything from a check engine light to your air not working 
to anything you have wrong with your vehicle. <laughs> they can take care of it at A1. You're not a, hey, what they specialize in is your ring and pinion, your rear end, your front end transfer case, all that on your four-wheel drive. Uh, Jeep, they are the go-to Jeep specialist for this stuff. Uh, you ride by there today, I bet there's 10 Jeeps out front waiting to get some work done on them. They are the go-to spot for your four-wheel drives and Jeeps and whatnot. Uh, so, look, I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. You're going to got some big wheels and tires. It's Jeep season. It's officially Jeep weather out there for the next couple of days so it gets too hot to take the top off. And um, you're going you're gonna to go got some big wheels and tires, put some lift on it. Look, man, that factory ring and pinion ain't made for those big wheels and tires. Go get all that upgraded at A1 Gear and Auto so you don't lose any power, torque, low end, top end, any of that stuff. Because ain't nothing more dangerous than trying to merge onto the interstate and something that can't get out of the way. And when you put those big wheels and tires on it without getting your ring and pinion upgraded, that's exactly what happens. You may get plowed over. You don't want that to happen. Go see A1 Gear and Auto. Saving lives and working on cars. <laughs> oh, yeah, located right there on 49 <laughs> South in Florence. Uh, big white building, big red sign. You can't miss them. A1 Gear and Auto. I've gotten very loose with these ad reads. <laughs> hey, man, I think they sound good, though. You do a good job at that. I appreciate it. I don't, I don't do scripts well. Yeah, I mean, it comes across great, though. I uh, mean, all the products are good, though. Everyone you've recommended, you actually, since I've been on the show, I've tried some of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, Clay said it was good, so I'm going to try I, this. I mean, I, I really try to uh, – I'm kind of picky about who we let on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wasn't going to let any more real estate agents on, but oh, were there? Oh, okay, I didn't know there was some. But but finally, you know, the right thing came across, mm-hmm. and with this Ulyss Realty and this development out there, yeah, um, in Rankin County and Brandon there, uh, Stonebridge, yeah, I rode through there yesterday just to really put my eyes on it, so mm-hmm. I really know what I was talking about. And what a beautiful, beautiful development that is. It's been kind of stagnant for the last 10 years or so. Uh, I guess something went, 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 went awry with the original developer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, U-List and Brad Burleson have picked it up and re-finishing the development and building some houses and stuff out there. And we're going to have him on soon to really, really drive that home and talk about it. But, man, if you want to get out and rain, if you want to move to Brandon and uh, really enjoy quality of life, um, mm-hmm. this is a great, great opportunity to do it. If you get in early enough, you can, uh, you can kind of pick the colors and some trim work and this, that, and the other on the house that they're building. <clears throat> so nice. really nice. I'm going to tell you what, we were going to the amphitheater the other night. Mm-hmm. I live in downtown Brandon. There's a little kind of a back way around 18. You can go. Yeah. 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 And I was just talking about it. It's like, we're going to go this way. We're going to go this way. I was like, hell, it's five minutes either way. <laughs> front go with the, go in the front door or the back door. It's five minutes either way. I was like, how nice is that? Yeah, you know, that is like, nice. That's it's, pretty cool. It's literally in your backyard. That's a cool development that they built out there. It really is. It, it is. And then you got the you got some fun stuff downtown right there. We uh, God, downtown Brandon has changed so much since I was you know in, in high school and when I went to high school in Puckett in the nineties. And yeah, I mean it's a different place. I don't ever go out there much, but I went there about a year ago. I went to that bar and I can't remember the name. It was really cool though. I think you said you go there a bunch. The, Gen- uh, the uh, Gallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I mean, it's they've really done a great job with downtown yeah. Brandon. Man, that they have. We we went to. Uh, we were going to go to Burgers and Blues yesterday, and I, I'm bringing this up because I'm going to dovetail into one of the other things I want to talk about today. Uh, we, we're going to go by Burgers and Blues. They got a nice little bar in there called B3. Mm-hmm. It's a small hole in the wall thing, which I love hole in the walls. Yeah, me too. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to get a drink and woosaw for a minute. And mm-hmm. it was closed, I, I believe, due to staffing issues. Really? I was like, dang it. Just the restaurant part was open. So we go across the street to the uh, the cleaners, the pizza shack place, and they got the, the the wall of beer where you put the wristband on, scan it, and pour your own beer. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. 
Can you buy liquor in Brandon proper? Yeah. Or, or like, you you buy, there's a liquor store? There's or? a liquor store now. There's multiple liquor stores now. Okay. Because so I know that was a huge fight for so many years where, yeah. you know, that, that didn't occur. And so I, I thought, yeah. Another ridiculous conservative boogeyman. Absolutely. You know, I think I, I've, I've made this argument with people before, debate, where the development of Flowood happened because of that, in my mind. You know, where, sure. where Brandon is on I-20 there and is a lot more accessible, you know, from Jackson and other places, where that could have been that kind of development that happened in Flowood, and I think that the alcohol sales was an impediment to that. But yeah, so I mean, that stretch of that stretch of Cross Gates 80, mm-hmm. where Pearl and Brandon and Walmart kind of all bump into each other, yeah. wildly underdeveloped for, right. for, for the population, uh, for the amount of population and traffic out there. And the interstate and, access that you've got, it just seems like why that wouldn't have that would have taken off if they had the alcohol. So. Absolutely, you know, partly on Pearl not having liquor, and partly on Brandon not mm-hmm. having liquor. You know, they 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 wear the they wear the responsibility equally, in my opinion. Right. But sure. now that's starting to change, and uh, it, it's it's playing catch up quick. There's a massive development going on over there by the Home Depot, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> in that area, a big huge development. I think it's part in Pearl, part in Brandon. Does Pearl have alcohol like liquor they stores? Do. They have liquor stores too. They don't have liquor stores yet. I don't think they're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think anyway, they got liquor in in uh, restaurants now. Okay, yeah, so, I knew in restaurants, right? I, mean, yep. I go to the uh, Kroger and Pearl next to the, you know, where the Harbor Freight is yep. because I'm I don't like going to the one on Fifty Five, you know, because I might get jacked. <laughs> so I go to there's like this old like 1980s Kroger. It is. They've redone uh, it, but it's still yeah. old. Yeah, I love it though because like you know I just go in there and I don't know anybody and it's wonderful. Uh, it, it's it's great to go in a store and not know anybody. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Just Nobody wants to get out. During the pandemic, they actually had toilet paper and stuff, and, and I knew that. And so a couple of my friends are like, where are you getting toilet paper? I'm like, all right, if I tell you, you cannot tell anybody about the small little Kroger on Highway 80. Yeah. Pearl. We, we were getting it at Camping World at, on, at uh, Elton Road. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, there you they, go. That they, makes they sense. Sold, and it wasn't cheap, but they sold individual rolls of mm-hmm. it. it was like, you know what? This is, that, this is that special sandpaper grit, but it'll suffice. Yeah, yeah, you know, for we, sure. We didn't tell anybody either. Like Once it was all over, I was like, all right, if it happens again, here, here was my – Toilet paper honey hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's what the Kroger on eighty was for me. Exactly. All right. So back on topic of, uh, I'll, I guess I'll take first topic since I've kind of taken us down this hole. Sure. Um, Burgers and Blues appears to have some staffing issues out there. Yeah. The Kismet's a restaurant I was on here defending the other day is now closing. great restaurant is now closing. It's closing. I don't know if it's permanent, but they're closed tempor- temporarily. We'll say temporarily because I don't want to spread misinformation. Mm-hmm. The at minimum temporarily closed over staffing issues. Yeah, I saw where Angelo's up in uh, Gluckstadt, the pizza place, and and all that. I've never been there before. I, I hadn't either, but it looks great. It's part of the people that used to own the old Cherokee. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. So they got all the old recipes up there. Uh, they were closed yesterday, apparently due to a staffing issue. That's the one Jacqueline establishment. The one, not talking about the one by Kroger, but the one the on OG State one? Street. Man, yeah. that's the one place I miss. Yeah. more than anything, and that's gone from Jackson. Uh, that and I, you know the the South Jackson version was Scotty's. Yep, I miss Scotty's. It wasn't a bar. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. But it was still like as far as like the lunch, the blue plate lunch specials type mm-hmm. stuff. I, I, I sort of I talked about a lot of the places yesterday. And the Boardwalk on Terry, man, I do I do yeah. miss. Go to the boardwalk. <laughs> Those late nights at the boardwalk. Yeah. Like pops. yeah, yeah. You know, w- w- without getting too far off of this, <laughs> I, we were talking about all the closed businesses yesterday. Right. Okay. And I was like, but the one, the one Jackson business that hasn't closed pops around the corner. That's amazing to me. I mean, I mean that just, is just amazing a, Just to the me. demographics alone props to them been the one that survived i mean for because you know that's always where you'd end up when the night you thought the night was over and you're like okay you always go to pops i haven't been there in about 10 years though 
And uh, but I, I didn't know they were still open. I had no idea they were still open. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, new ownership, but oh, it's new ownership. Okay. Still open. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so th- this 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 certain this this issue of people not wanting to work in the service industry. Mm-hmm. What it, there's a lot of debate about what's to blame. It's um, people just don't want to work. You know, um, it's people are tired of working for peanuts. It's people aren't going out to eat because everything's so expensive. So people, you know, people aren't making money. I, I think it's a little bit of all of it. Right. Right. I, I think that too much of the burden for paying service industry workers has fallen onto the customers tipping. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about the same issue yesterday. I read an article about this. I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I just think that now every time they, they bring the little thing to you, you have to check mm-hmm. yourself out and it puts you really on the spot on the tip thing. Yeah. It gives you a couple different options. The price of everything has gone through the roof. Right. You know, I don't mind paying a little more. I get that. I, I just understand sure. how that's how that's how life works. You should be paying your staff. Yeah. Not me. If I want to tip, great. Mm-hmm. And, and and I say this as somebody who was in this industry, and there was times I they were one hundred percent tips because I knew they were going to make a lot of money. Right. You, know, you throw a thousand people in a club, bartenders going to do really well. Right. There was times where, um, when we were downtown, that we had to pay our staff to work because certain crowds culturally just don't tip it is what it is um i don't judge you know that, that i over tip because you're never going to give you the opportunity to say clay Edwards is a bad tipper yeah i mean i think like the standard you know used to be 15 percent. i can't remember the last time i tipped under 20 percent yeah i don't know that i i mean because now you feel like well wait at 15 percent, you feel like kind of cheap when you do that and i'm and i'm never going to do less than five dollars mm-hmm. like yeah, i don't care what the, what the percentage is? Yeah, if you had like two beers and the and the the bill is like six bucks, I end up giving five bucks every time yeah, I'll the give same you a way. 10 and keep the change. Yeah, I do like that, that all the time. Right? You know, like appreciate it. But if, if I walk back up there, don't expect to tip the next time. Yeah, like yeah. I'm kind of pro tip. I'm kind of prorating this or pre tipping a little for the next few rounds. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I do kind of like running a tab where I can just do one tip at the end. Yeah, not feel like I got to give you my change every time around. Right. But uh, I, I I do I think too much of the burden for paying the staff has fallen onto the onto the customer. Mm-hmm. And I think that is keeping people from from going to a lot of these bars and stuff. I, I, right. I think it's an issue. And I don't know these other places. I'm just using them as an example here. I don't know their pay structure. you know. But I'm just saying how I feel as a customer out and about that I feel like too much of the burden, more, more so than ever, is put on the, the customer. Everything else has gotten higher. You know, I I don't know. I don't know if people are just expecting more money and mm-hmm. maybe the tip and structure hadn't changed and people just have this false sense of uh, entitlement whether they should be making X amount of X amount of money if they're going to do this or not. Right. I, I don't know what it is, but I've never this, – this staffing shortage, and I'm sure some of it started during COVID and we paid people not to work, but we're not paying people not to work anymore. Mm-hmm. That money's gone. So what are people doing? I don't know. I mean, that's been the question for the last couple of years, right? It's like, where's, cause I, I know the argument used to be, oh, well, they got all the stimulus money and there was unemployment, but that's been gone for almost two years, the yeah, unemployment. Yeah. So that's not the, that's not the reason. Yeah. You know, like Rick chimes in and says they make more staying home on unemployment. I, I don't believe that. I don't think so. Not now you could say that two years ago yeah. when they were, I think the unemployment didn't end until around the summer of 2021 ish September, maybe yeah, everybody and didn't so, get unemployment now. So I mean, or the enhanced unemployment, yeah. you know, that they gave during COVID. I, yeah. I think that ended around 
the summer of 21. So that's been mm-hmm. gone for like two years. So that's not the excuse anymore. I mean, people didn't save all that money and just like been living no, off of it. Yeah, it wasn't that much money. I right. Mean, compared to maybe what some people were making, I think some, you know, they were paying, they came at the max, it was like $900 a week. Something like that, yeah. You know, Which is good money. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not enough to sustain you for two years. Mm-mm. And somebody said uh, on the Guns and Gear text line, how many Jackson area restaurants have closed due to staffing issues because de- that demographic refuses to tip? I, you know, I don't know. I, Jackson restaurants have a whole slew of issues. They had to fight. They're fighting uphill with mainly the water issue. The water issues big, right? And then you know, if you want to, if you want to do that whole demographic not tipping thing, um, that you know, that means you got to you had to change your pay structure. You had to pay your staff. Mm-hmm. You know, that means you got to charge more. And just that's what I did. Yeah. You know, like I say, I just I know everybody says black people don't tip. Uh, let's just let's quit saying demographic here. There's a there's this thing that black people don't tip generally speaking as a culture and i just say it's a culture thing i don't think it's because they're black they don't tip i just because what i learned with the black crowd is and I, this is an uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. what i learned is they have no problem paying whatever right but just culturally a lot of them don't tip is that was your experience that, the, that was my experience business. it's yeah. just you know just not not gonna tip you know I, that ain't a knock either i mm-hmm. and i'm not allowed to say anything about black i've people. never worked in the restaurant industry you know, so i don't know how that works and it right. not be taken as a knock but a lot of them just don't tip but mm-hmm. they will pay whatever. So as a as an establishment, you have to say, okay, well, we're going to raise our beer a dollar. Okay. If this if this is what it is, we're going to raise our beer a dollar. Our drinks a dollar. Right. And we're going to have to pay our staff to over. We're going to overcharge. Mm-hmm. We're going we're to have to pay them because we overcharge. Well, if that's the case everywhere, I don't I don't have a problem paying five more dollars, you know, for five drinks. Yeah. At the end of the night, at, at, if at I'm going to go out, night, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, if 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 that means you got a staff and you're able to pay them and so on and so forth, I I, I don't know. I don't see what the problem is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm having a hard time understanding. And, and I've seen a lot, also I've seen a lot of people say people are really rude now. Really, and I'm not, that's not my experience. When I go out places, I I don't see people being rude. I mean, I've, I've it, not noticed that either. I mean, I'm, maybe fast food, but I don't eat fast food. Yeah, I know. I don't eat actually. I don't eat fast food either. So I don't know. I mean, every time I've been to you know my restaurants and bars I go to are in Jackson. Obviously, I've never really seen anybody be rude. I'm sure yeah. it happens. I just never really witnessed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. It does. Right, let's take a break. Uh, come back and we'll hit a topic you want to hit. Okay. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's uh, right out there on the reservoir. Fannin Mart open daily, 4 p.m., and they're open late. They got 12 different specialty pizzas, including my favorite, the Pig Pig Pig. But they got so many more than just that. You can check them all out there online. Go to Facebook and search Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Um, they're, like I say, open daily at four. They got 12 different frozen daiquiris on tap. Is it 12 or nine? Nine different frozen daiquiris on tap. 12 different specialty pizzas. Of course, you can build your own. They have a full service bar. But hey, they're way more than just pizzas and daiquiris. They also got pasta, burgers, appetizers, and the uh, dynamite balls are spectacular. Deep fried pulled pork wrapped around some cream cheese, drizzled with some barbecue sauce. So good. So good. I got something to go not too long ago and ate every dang one of them in the car before we even got home. Mm. By the time I got home, the couldn't hardly eat the pizza because I got full on the dynamite balls driving down the road. <laughs> so yeah, check, them, check them out, man. You can do dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Uh, they're available on all major food delivery apps, including locally-owned, veteran-owned, 
take a break deliveries. Had a brain fart there. Take a break deliveries. And if you use the promo code CLAY601, all caps, at checkout, you'll get $5 off your delivery fee. So that's basically free delivery for from uh, two of our sponsors. You so. know, you, you gave a great example about them uh, a few weeks ago. I remember listening to it, like, you know, you're out drinking one night or you're out at the house watching the game, everybody's drinking, and who's like, who wants to do the beer run? And everybody's like, man, I don't want to do the beer run. No. I, don't, I mean, I've had like six. Like, I don't want to. How yeah. many times has that happened to my, all of us? I've peaked. Yeah, I like, you know, I could I mean, I could walk to the store, and in my neighborhood, I don't really want to walk to that shell station. Uh, but, but you got a 50-50 chance of making yeah, it back. Right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's always, now that you, know, you said these guys deliver beer to your house, that's going to be wonderful for football season. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. I mean, that's a take a break. They'll do beer and liquor. You know, you can't beat that. I mean, you can pay it. You can put a, pay, pay a little juice on it. Yeah, pay. Hey, that's worth D, it. How much does a DUI cost? Exactly. And right? hope you don't kill anybody. Or, yeah, or armed robbery on my walk yeah. to the freaking Yeah, yeah there's I so mean, many things can go wrong in Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I can get robbed and get a DUI yeah. and maybe die. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I'll pay the extra five bucks or whatever yeah, the juice whatever is. Whatever it is, and I have to stop at a Jackson gas station. Here's where they're really going to do good is if they can start coming to my house getting my car and going to fill it up for me. That would be neat. Right. Now, now there's a service I could get behind. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I just gave somebody a million dollar idea. Oh God. I'm gonna and I'm gonna use these guys during football season. Hopefully yeah. I get a discount for being on the show, guys, just so you hear me. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use you. They're good folks, man. Good folks. All right. You got a topic you want to hit? Yeah, I think we were talking last night about the um HB ten twenty stuff, right? And the and yeah, I wanted you to explain this because I you know, when it comes to judiciary stuff, mm-hmm. I, it's it's all kind of Greek to me. Well, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. So I read through it a little bit, and uh, you know, the NAACP's got a point here when it. And let me back up and frame this. So, a part of HB 1020, they've appointed um, four special circuit judges. I think it's four, maybe five, but I think it's four. And for Hines County, I think they're supposed to start ten days after the bill's passage, something like that. Well, the NAACP is saying that these are not, you know, unelected judges, and they shouldn't be able to hear these cases, and. Also, that there's another counter argument that the uh, Supreme Court has the ability to appoint a special judge in times when there's an overcrowded docket or there's an emergency or situations like that. If right? you if you want to actually, WLBT's got a little thing here. We can let them ex- base base. Sounds great. And, and that you, we can, yeah, terrific. And you can fill the uh, fill the gaps here a little bit. This is uh, from WLBT about HB 1020. Did I hit the wrong? Please hold. Yeah, please hold. <laughs> Let's see here. Some elevator am, music goes on. What am I doing wrong here? Where is the volume? Well, for, for whatever reason, it's not the working. Volume ain't pushing over. So, well, uh, I mean, what they're so they're saying that they're not elected, so they so they can't hear these cases. Sum it up, which which is I agree with them. Right? Constitutional, that's a problem. Here's the here's the issue though. Hines County has had appointed special circuit judges for, I think, at least the last 20 years, probably the last 25 years, right? I remember it before I started there in 2008, and Judge Hilburn was already there doing the special judge docket, and then Judge Priester and Judge Gowan joined him, and they did what was called the jet docket. I think Judge Hilburn started in the early 2000s doing it. Um, he was a circuit judge, and then he retired in the late 90s, and then um, he recently passed away. Great great guy, by the way. You'd have loved him. Clay, actually, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, he um and he was a special judge. He would hear a lot of the pleas, and then they expanded it to the other judges. And I guess my point is now, and then they've appointed, I think, a few other judges like a year or two ago to hear cases over the last couple of years. I think ones like Andy Howarth and Betty Sanders and those kinds of things. So Heinz County's been doing this for like 20 years, let's say. And now they're upset that they're going to give them more judges because they don't like this bill. So before the last 20 years, it's not really been a problem. But now it's a problem, which 
constitutionally, I think they probably are correct. I mean, they're probably right that they can't. But now you're going to you're going to kind of screw the county with having those special circuit judges, which are sorely needed down there. And just to make a political point, and that's my issue. But even though they might be technically correct on the law, I think it's it's going to hurt the county not having these judges. Yeah, man. Yeah, so like something I was talking about yesterday, this all feels like a fight to keep some illegal racket running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like right. they need control of these judges. Mm-hmm. They do not need state appointed judges because they lose control. What if what, what some of these dope boys? Let's just say the urban legends are true mm-hmm. that the people who run this city and county are selling dope. Some right. of the people. Someone's got it. Yeah. And and some and, and some people say that you know the real reason the fight behind ten twenty is if they lose that ground. Mm-hmm. Over there, they lose a big chunk of their. I mean, this is like gang warfare. Right, they lose a big chunk of their block. Yeah, and they lose control of that block. And if they they can't run their drugs through there, or they can't have the police presence they want to look the other way, or they can't have the judges they want to throw something out or get favorable outcomes, if all that's really going on, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a big mess. Yeah, and I don't understand because the fact that it was fine for twenty years. Yeah, and all of a sudden, because this thing got hyped up nationally in the national media. And then locally, of course, that now it's a problem. We don't want the special circuit judges. So do we just want the four judges that are there now and then, I guess, maybe the legislature to add another elected position? Which is fine. I mean, they should do that. I think they've been needing to do that. But, I mean, they need to help now. And so now they're refusing to help just just to make a political point. Again, like I said, they may be technically right on the law that they're unelected and this is you know overstretching that power. But – the fact that I don't think anybody can argue that they need those judges, and this is just going to wipe that away if the federal court grants what they want. That's interesting. There was also another thing coming up that they have till um, this Saturday to appoint those judges. Is it Saturday? Okay. Yeah, I think this is uh, – let me read here. It says um, House Bill 1020 isn't set to take effect until, until July 1st, but there are other dates within the bill. Two legal challenges are seeking to put a stop to its implementation before a judge starts making appointments. Mm-hmm. We're down to less than a week for Chief Justice of Mississippi Supreme Court to appoint four temporary special judges to the Hines County Circuit Court as required by 1020. That's why multiple groups are hoping for a quick answer to their challenges. According to the law, the bill will be signed into law April 21st. These appointments would need to be made by this weekend, okay. explained Blake Feldman. Uh, with the Mississippi Center for Justice Impact Policy Council. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. So they got till Saturday, I guess, to appoint these judges. Yeah, and they're having, I think, the TRO hearing in federal court in front of Judge Wingate on Friday. Okay. I believe that's right, yeah. so Interesting stuff there. I, look, I've been a big supporter of 1020, and I can, and, and I've really respected your opinion and your, your thoughts on this. Because you, at the core of it, you support a lot of this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially I mean, as a Jackson, remove your former... DA stuff and everything, mm. your law hat, just as a citizen of Jackson, you see the upside in, a, in this extreme case. I mean, just in, in a clay, I talked to you about this, and uh, just in my own neighborhood, it's been so much quieter since Capitol Police has been around. It's They've really been a godsend to our neighborhood. And I think everybody in my neighborhood will agree with you that they've just, like, it's not, a, a year ago, there was a carjacking, like, in front of my house, like a year, year and a half ago, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that kind of stuff was going on. Especially, I think it was 2021, actually. There was just a rash of that going on. I mean, y'all were just and easy pickings over there. Man. Easy. Like, we're, we're getting like torn to pieces. Barrel, man. You know? And then finally, Capitol Police, Bo Lucky and his guys come around. And now that's not happening anymore. So, yeah, of course I'm in favor of it because I don't want to get shot in my driveway. You know, I don't want to have to, like, like they gave out this one notice. Be careful when you go out at night to a friend's house. Like, so I can't go to my friend's house down the street and have dinner I mean, dude, because I, I, have to be, I have to be on guard. Bro, I, mean, I got banned from TikTok for making a video 
reading a JPD press release mm. about don't drive through Jackson at night alone. Yeah. I mean, that is an actual press release from the city of Jackson Police Department that said do not drive, not, not don't stop at red lights or not don't pull over if you get bumped. It plain as day said don't drive through the night, don't drive through the city alone at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that too. I remember that. I remember you put that on there, and I mean, it was like mind-boggling. So they, wonder, they said I was spreading misinformation. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Have a lockdown on myself in my house now? Is that the plan to, to yeah, live there and just right. I'm gonna have a lockdown? Right. I just think this fight against more police presence is is absolutely crazy. Now, if the legislature wants to add actual elected judges, to, I think they should do that 100. percent And if that will solve this and everybody come to a compromise, let's do that. Do the legislature give them give Hines County another four elected judges? Sure. Fine. But as to the police presence, we have a lot of state police. We've got the Highway Patrol. We got MBI. We got MBN. I mean, this is within the state's power to do this. Mm-hmm. And Capitol Police is just another entity of that, and they're doing a you know a bang up job in my opinion. And I don't know why anybody wants to be less safe, but apparently there are those that do want that. They've used this George Floyd thing. Uh, yeah, this is some people say as far as back as Michael Brown. George Floyd was the was, was the right, wrong, however you want to word it. It was just during COVID, people were mad, people were angry, they were locked down. It was just mm-hmm. all this. It was just Molotov cocktail that exploded. Sure, and all cops became bastards in Democrat cities mm-hmm. and ACAB. Ain't that the abbreviation? All cops are bastards. And I've never heard that before, but okay, uh, it's an Antifa thing. And, okay, and yeah, BLM thing. But <clears throat> they became you know there, there are no good cops, and so now if you're and like there's a, there's this woman in Jackson that's suing the Capitol Police and Bo Lucky and them because mm-hmm, she claims that. they've got shot in her house. Yeah, I mean I don't know, but this all read like a like a lie. Like yeah, a I didn't fair, like a fairy tale. I briefly saw that and read a little bit. It sounded uh it, it wasn't really stated. Well, like I didn't know exactly what what they were suing about. Yeah. But I didn't read the whole thing, so I'd have to look I mean, back it, on it. It but. just all read like a like a lie. Um, and, and and but and it was about at the core of it, it was about white cops policing a black city. Yeah, I, I mean, saw that. You know, and who, also who gives a dang? Well, I I'd like to see. I think we I think I, we looked at a poll on this. They were asking maybe it was WLBT or APT talking about asking Jackson citizens what do you think about Capitol Police? And the majority of the responses, black and white, were positive. Because again, this comes back to: Does anybody want to be less safe? No. I think it's a political class that's saying we don't want these police. It's not your average Jackson citizen that's you know getting up, yeah. going to work, and worry about getting robbed. Well, it's, your do- it's your dope boys and your politicians, right? They seem to be on the same page on this. That, that's what I feel like exactly. It's not like this is actually in the public interest. Now, if the legislature wants to get down and get with leaders in Jackson and come up with some other compromise, I'm all for that. Like whatever. But the goal needs to be the same: is to police the city, make it safe, make it livable, make people want to come back here. But but fighting things like this are not not helping with that. I mean, trying to get rid of the Capitol Police is, is not going to help with that. If again, there's no more Capitol Police, then what happens now? The, that whole district now, the crime comes back. I mean, I don't think anybody wants that. And I, I'm gonna make another. I'm gonna paint with a broad brush here about this black, this white police versus in a black city thing. Um, I don't know what the black white cop ratio is at Capitol Police. I don't. But either. just for the for the sake of conversation, uh, and appeasing an argument, let's say there's more white than black. Do you really care? And 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 let me ask this: Do you, if that's the issue, then more black cops need to go apply at 
Capitol Police. I think there's a lot. Actually, I drive I know around. There, I, know I see a bunch of black cops in their in, a, in the cars and those big menacing SUVs. I see a, a I know bunch black of, cops yeah. that have left other, other local precincts and gone to Capitol because they're paying more. Police. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it, would you still have the same energy if it was all black cops doing the same job? What would the argument be then? Right, right. Or are they just going to be? They're just a bunch of Uncle Toms. Yeah, I mean, I again, I see. I I've noticed. I drive around Jackson all the time and uh, all day, pretty much. And I I've seen, like I said, black co- cops in in those cars. And I mean, I think I don't know what the ratio is there, but I don't I don't you know think it matters. All right, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, we got some more topics we want to hit here with Sean Yorkron on the Clay Edwards Show on one zero three nine WYAB. Uh, this segment. Going to be brought to you by, uh, let's see here, who have I not talked about this week? We've talked about all of them, a bunch of good good God-fearing sponsors we have here. Uh, how about Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing? Man, look, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show, mm-hmm. and a lot of it comes down to, if you knew a little self-defense, you'd be in a much better position. Yeah. Own a gun and know how to fight, And uh, but there's bully prevention or self-defense as an adult. Whatever. Uh, self-defense as a woman, self-defense as a child. You can learn all this stuff out at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. They offer everything from adult jiu-jitsu classes taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt Chance Shepard to kids kids jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxing, uh, fit, kickboxing aerobics, and women's only uh, self-defense classes taught by a woman in a male free environment and that, that, that's a big deal kind of mm-hmm. the, that non-intimidation environment i get that mm-hmm. uh they got all that available there at gracie south jiu-jitsu and kickboxing they got two locations to serve you one in madison on ridgecrest drive and one in fairmont plaza in pearl uh your first week is complimentary on the house go see if you even like it you know, everybody that's signed up using our uh because of this show says they love it their kids love it. They took advantage of that first week. And then if you say you heard it on this show, on the Clay Edwards Show, you're going to get 20% off moving forward. So take advantage of that, man. These guys are supporting us. Let's make sure we're supporting them. And what what bad can come out of getting a little more self-confidence and you know feeling like if you uh, get into a confrontation that you might have a chance of winning? Nothing bad comes from that. And it feels like we're heading full steam ahead into needing a, needing a lot of confrontation in our future. The way this country's going. So you said they're in Pearl. There's a location in Pearl. Location in Pearl, right there in Fairmont Plaza. That's over there by the. Uh, that's over there close to that Kroger. Okay, because yeah, I've been thinking for years ago take uh, jujitsu classes for a while. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really into CrossFit and those kinds of things. And yeah. CrossFit Fonder, which is a great place too, if anybody wants to go there. And uh, but I've been thinking about going ever, ever since I heard you talk about it. So I might check them out I have too. To, if you want to go one night, I'll, go, I'll, I'll meet you over there. Cool, cool. Yeah, 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 I've really been thinking about doing that. So yeah. uh, me, me too. I mean. I, I, yeah. So let me make a little more time in my schedule. I know, right? That's a, yeah, right, exactly. I, I, I love to, I love to do more than talk about it. I like to be about it too. So, well, since I've been on this uh, non-drinking thing for a long time now, I'm like, uh, I got all this time to do stuff. You know, yeah. I, I'm not like oh, I'm going to go to the bar and get a beer now. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll go take jujitsu and do this kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, good stuff there. All right, so. One of the other topics here that you came across. Well, we were talking about Tucker's text. Remember, it. yeah, like yep. last night, you and I were talking about that. R- r- read that. Tell, explain to people real quick what it is. This is why why they're saying they fired Tucker, right? Yeah, it came out last night. The New York Times broke a story about the redacted text from the Dominion lawsuit because it hadn't come out previous. Some of his texts, people probably saw, came out things that he had said or whatever. But his redacted text hadn't until last night, 
And they and they said that this was the determining factor for Fox to fire him. And this this text that came out and uh, give him calls anyway. Yeah, give him cause to fire him. And it was because yeah. of this text that the Times broke the story on last night. All right, read that. Sure. The text says, I'm uh, talking Carlson. This is on January 7, 2021, the day after January 6th, obviously, in 2021. A, um, he says a couple. This is to a producer, by the way, that Tucker's texting his producer. Yeah. And he says a couple weeks ago, I was watching video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living s out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? All right, so I've had 24, uh, 12 hours to kind of soak on this a little bit. Sure. Because my initial reaction was, yeah, yeah, you know, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. But I had to remember back to my McDowell Rose Southside Posse days. We did not fight fair. That is actually, as a matter of fact, that is how white guys fight. It's what, jumping on people? <laughs> jumping on people. Uh, a certain age uh, white guy anyway. Um, right. I think it's certain age guys, period. You know, we fought, we run in packs, we fight in packs. Yeah. You know, as you get older, you know, not so much. I hope you're not fighting anymore in your 40s. I, God, I don't want to. You know, uh, the last thing I want to do is get punched in the mouth. I, I played rugby a couple of years ago, and I just fell, hit the ground. I was like, ooh, this really hurts a lot yeah. more than it did yeah. when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, now, I, I 100% agree, well, I agree with part of his statement of, I hope they kill the guy. You know, like I, I, I'm, I am pulling. I think we should give violence a chance, and I am pulling for, 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 for some of these Antifa. Give violence a chance. Pulling for some of these Antifa targets to get their comeuppance. You know, regardless of how that happens. I mean, I'm being a bit facetious here. Sure, you know, but I know. But you know, uh, the uh, last night when you when you officially when you sent me that, my initial reaction: yeah, you ain't wrong. You know, but I'm thinking about the white thing. Uh, he is wrong about that. Uh, absolutely. And I can speak from personal experience here. We absolutely run around and fought in packs no differently. Uh, ask anybody that wasn't from South Jackson that came to McDowell Road back in the day. Uh, there's a good chance that they got jumped five people to one. Uh, we absolutely did that. Yeah, I just want to know what the – you know, I thought the whole text of his con- – uh, context of his text – was okay in terms of he, he was kind of being insightful. He's saying like, "Look, I shouldn't I shouldn't hate someone or want some to have physical harm because of their political positions." But then he throws the white thing in this, which ruins the whole thing to me. Like, what does that mean? This is not how white men fight. Do do white men fight different than black men or brown men or whoever men? I mean, I, I just Maybe don't he I meant, get that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't want to pull the other race into it, but I'll just speak as the white guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe in his mind. I'm just trying to get into somebody else's mind here. Yeah. Maybe it was he meant we're supposed to fight more honorably. Well, I think he's. I think he said jumping a guy like that is dishonorable. Obviously, is what he said. Okay, it's not how white men fight. Well, how I mean how do white men fight? I mean, is it differently than any other man fights? Like that. That's what I don't. I mean, that's that's where he ruins his whole point. But of course, you know, this was a 
a text. It wasn't like a public statement he made, but it shows you what he thinks. And, and, I, and I think making that comment just ruins what – because his point, if you take that out, was actually valid, saying I shouldn't hate people because they have a different political opinion than me or want them to see – you know, ha- cause physical harm. But then he says, well, you know, that's not how white men fight. Okay. I mean, you just ruin your whole point, buddy. Yeah. But – and I'll say this. I mean, does any, did anybody really expect anything differently from Tucker I mean, based on the show? <laughs> no. You, no, you know, I, I didn't mean, for so, sure. Yeah. I mean, whether you agree or disagree, I mean – with Tucker, I, 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 frankly, it's just it, it's right on it's, it's right on brand. Yeah, I mean it's on brand. It's on you know. It's Whether also, you agree with brand or disagree with brand, it's on brand. Also, in the context of this article too, was uh, I think I texted you this too is a is a Tucker's wife sending an invite to Hunter Biden to his surprise birthday party. I thought that was wonderful too. Well, okay, so I actually heard a whole story about this the other day, and apparently they used to be neighbors. Yeah, they were sure they're and, good buds. And, and, and t- let's just be honest, Tucker when Tucker replaced Bill O'Reilly, I was like. Eh. Eh, I don't. I'm not a Tucker fan. That boat, the guy that wears bow ties. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker was a very much an establishment guy, mm-hmm. and it, I think COVID broke Tucker too. Yeah, well, actually, well, I think uh, he, or the tr- he really pivoted hard right yeah. somewhere during the Trump era, COVID, all that. This ain't the same Tucker from five years ago. Yeah, but I think he always, even in the 2000s, had like this libertarian bent. Right. Sure. I mean, he kind of was on that on that aspect but i mean he but i that goes back to what i've you know always think like these guys are all buddies come on let's 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 be real i mean he's probably drinking with hunter laughing about the stuff he says about him on tv like i mean they're that close where he's coming to a surprise birthday if somebody's going to my surprise birthday party we're pretty good friends he also said that you know when that laptop came out he knew it was real because of his emails with hunter yeah it was on the laptop right right exactly all right let's take a break real quick come back land the plane for the day this is the clay edward show with sean york Karan. Breaking rules when necessary. Man, look, we got about a minute left. Uh, I, would, I want to reply to a text real quick. Shannon uh, on the Guns of Gear text line told me, said, uh, they're pulling a fast one on Tucker Carlson. Don't bite the bait. Uh, character assassination at its finest. I, here's what I'm going to say to that. I, I don't think that's the case. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's what they're trying to do. I'm not biting the bait. I'm just saying that. Well, how do I want to word this? You can disagree with somebody. 10% of the time and agree with them 90% of the time and call somebody out when they say something dumb. Uh, that ain't why they fired Tucker. They fired Tucker over a, over a, a, a who's got the biggest, yeah, who's got the biggest male extremity right. competition. And th- they, they, they did this. They're letting this little stuff leak out because they're trying to do it for Coles so they don't have to pay out his contract. Mm-hmm. That is why they're releasing this stuff. This ain't why he got fired. Yeah, I think we were just saying that break. There's stuff that Tucker said that's worse than this on air. I mean, he called it immigrants like making the, were making the country dirtier. There's other things he said that were, I think, worse than this. I'm not saying this was good, but I'm saying he said worse stuff that yeah. would have given him cause to fire him. So, all right, great show with Sean today. Podcast to be available shortly. Um, Mike Madison up next, followed by Jameson Haygood. Kim Wade will close us out four to six. See you tomorrow.